Hi, Sam. Hi, Ryan. Sam, you're a wizard. I fucking hate that. <laughs> okay, but listen, Ryan. We are nerding out for this episode, and we I'm going to ignore what you said so that I don't kill you early on because I want to do the episode first. Then okay. I murder. <laughs> Ooh. I feel like we threaten to murder each yeah. other every episode. Something to look forward to. Do you think the cops are, like, listening and, like, waiting? We all have an FBI agent listening yeah. to us, so. <laughs> They're watching us right now. Our FBI agents <laughs> love us. Well, FBI agent, get ready to learn about Harry Potter and Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. So for this episode, we decided to pick each of our favorite franchises. I wanted to say... Fantasy. Sci- there, oh, yeah, yeah. Fantasy franchise. I wanted to say sci-fi, but Harry Potter... Not sci-fi. I would no, say sci-fi it, now. It's within the realm, maybe, but not quite. Star it's Wars, more certainly. Fantasy, yeah. yeah, so fantasy works. Uh, so obviously, Ryan picked Harry Potter, and I picked Star Wars. I feel like by now, if you've listened to any of these episodes, you should know that that's what we were going to pick. I don't know. Have Duh. I talked about Harry Potter a lot? Like oh, haven't. maybe not. To me, it seems obvious, but I, I guess yeah. I have a few years on my listeners. Yeah, well, I played Quidditch. Yeah, yeah. He did. Fun play fact: Quidditch. I played Quidditch in school. <laughs> Full, fully on a Quidditch yeah. team. Yeah, I was president my last year. What can I say? Oh my god! <laughs> Nerd alert! Can I have your autograph? Isn't that such a panty dropper? Oh. To be like, I was president Quidditch of the president. Okay, so what we're going to do, we decided rather than just talk to you, we kind of separated it into, like, the good and the bad. So it's, like, the best things, the things that this franchise did right and the things that it did wrong. Yes. Which, there's a lot for both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, but yeah. Anything this big is going to have problems. Yeah. I think that's fair. But all in all, and all that we say that's bad about it, we love it. Yes, that's why we're starting with the bad. Because I want to make it clear that these are things we love. <laughs> yes, yes, very interesting. Now, before we start, Sam, I haven't watched Star Wars since I was like six, so I know nothing about Star Wars. You, you don't. You've seen them though. It's not that you I've haven't. Seen, like, it's just two. been a long time. Now I will say I need to watch them. Okay. So maybe I will. I just need to find out how to watch them. You'll you'll figure it out. They're yeah. they're really good. There's a new the last one's coming out this December, so you need to like get on it. Yeah, I should because I've heard nothing but good things. I feel like you don't know a lot about Harry Potter. I've never read the books. Okay. Perfect. I I've seen all the movies though. Well, no, the very last movie I didn't see. <gasps> the best one. Sorry, whatever. I've seen clips. I saw like the final fight. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, multiple times I've seen the okay. final fight. But, like, I, I know Harry Potter. I just don't okay. know it the way you know it, for sure. Yes, fair. So I feel like it's just going to be a learning experience all around. Yeah. Maybe you'll convince me to watch Star Wars sooner. Good, good. I'm very excited to hear what you say that's bad about Harry Potter. Because that's oh, something... Well, Sam, <laughs> yeah. Buckle up. I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay, tell me. Okay. So, first off, we all know Harry Potter, which is some background. Mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling wrote it. Um, no one would pick it up, like, no companies wanted to pick it up until Scholastic picked it up, because the guy who was in charge, his daughter read it, and she was like, this is the best thing I ever read, like, you need to publish it. Aww. And so from here on out, like, everywhere else, like, people say, like, everyone else must be really mad they never picked up Harry Potter, because look at the global success it had. Right. So it's seven books, technically, I guess, like, a little more, because she made, like, three small books like Fantastic Beasts Where to Find Them, mm-hmm. Quidditch Through the Ages, and then there's um, Tales of Beetle and the Bard she made. Okay. And then she made a screenplay that she turned to a book that is actually like performing in London called The Cursed Child. Okay, yeah. Now I've never read that one, 
I'm going to. I'm going to go buy it and read it. Good. You have so, to finish yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. So, J.K. Rowling, I think they got published, like, in... Oh, the first one was published in 1998. Oh, I didn't know it was that long ago. I was yeah. thinking 2000s. Mm, I, I can't remember when the last one was published, but... Yeah, started That's... in 98. Huh, okay, cool. So Harry Potter has been... That's, there's some wow, history. Wow, it's like 20, 21 years. Good Harry for Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. Good good for J.K. Rowling. Even I have some opinions on her, but I'll let you talk about that, because okay. I'm sure you will. All right, so, you know, beloved Harry Potter, what could possibly be wrong? Well, let me tell you about what people are mad for Harry Potter with. So this is going to include both books and movies. I've talked about both, because, like, you have to talk about both when it's Harry Potter, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. So one thing that people are really mad about is that Harry and Ron were terrible friends to Hermione. Oh shit! They were. Yeah, they the were. <laughs> worst. I identify so much with Hermione. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I was one of the trio, I'm fucking Hermione. Oh, you wait, have the same. That wrong. That sounded wrong. <laughs> I, I knew am it. Hermione. <laughs> You have the same hair, Ryan. I know, it's big and bushy. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so here's some things why they were terrible to Hermione. Okay. So in the third book and movie, wait, third one? Yeah. So Sirius Black, you mm-hmm. know, obviously they think he's after Harry. Yeah. Shocker, he's actually not. But he's given a firebolt from Sirius and this whole time, everyone's like, oh my gosh, like, Harry's in danger with Sirius Black on the loose. So Hermione, being the concerned friend that she is, rightfully so, is like, no, we need to tell McGonagall so she can look over the firebolt to make sure it's not jinxed or anything. And then Harry and Ron proceeded to yell at her and then completely ignored her for, like, a lot. For, like, a long time. <laughs> fucking rude. It's fucking rude. Hermione huh. was concerned about Harry dying on a broom that was jinxed. Hermione has, like, the most common sense by a lot, it Oh my seems. god, 100%. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's annoying. They also just use her for homework help. Like, <laughs> okay, if I'm rereading the Harry Potter books right now. I'm on book six, and I'm 200 pages in, so I've seen... It's, like, fresh in my mind. Yeah. They literally don't do any notes in class. They don't pay attention. And then after class, they're like, Hermione, like, give us your notes. And she'll be like, eh, I don't want to. And then she ends up doing it anyway. Just do the work. I don't know how they pass class because they don't do anything. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Ron was jealous over Crumb because Crumb asked her to the Yule Ball in the fourth book. Okay. And then Ron made this huge scene and yelled at her, like, and he was like, who would ever want to go with Hermione? And it's like, you're rude. Okay. What a dick. I know, right? Um, They're (laughs) they're unsupportive of Spew. Do you know what Spew is? Probably not because you... Never read the books. So it's not in the movies, it's in the books. Okay. Spew is Society for Protection of Elvish Welfare. Because, so elves, there's house elves, as you know. Yeah. And they're, like, basically enslaved to, like, wizards do, like, housework and stuff. Yes. Hermione is, like, feels so bad for them. She started this community to try to get, like them paid and, like, better conditions and all this stuff. That's the most Hermione thing I've ever heard. And Ron and Harry just kind of, like, made fun of her for it. Like, they joined Spew just because it's Hermione, but so, they, like, didn't really support her in any way. Ron and Harry are elvist. They're elvist. Yes, they suck. <laughs> They're racist, but for elves. Then, Ron, in the third book, blamed her for uh, Scabber's death, which is his pet rat, who was yeah. Peter. Yeah. Because apparently Crookshakes, like, ate him, but he literally didn't talk to Hermione for, like, weeks because he was so mad at her. But even though she <laughs> didn't, like, kill... You know, like... They're just yeah, rude. Yeah, bad friends. And then, um, do you remember Buckbeak? 
vaguely. I remember the name for sure. So he's the hippogriff. Okay. The third one. Yeah, yeah. So it's not really seen in the movie, but in the book, Hermione spends so much time trying to find an appeal so Buckbeak won't get killed. Aww. Do Ron and Harry help? Of course not. No, it's only Hermione. <laughs> They're she did illiterate. all their work. <laughs> I mean, literally, I think they are. Um, also, they call her a know-it-all all the time, which is really rude. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, she Hermione is a know-it-all. Is? Yeah. She fully but is. But don't be rude. I'm and, surprised that, like, Harry didn't do homework and stuff. Like, Ron, yeah. of course he's not doing anything. Ron, they make his character seem like that. But Harry, I don't know. I yeah. guess. Like, I think I, they just played off each other. Ugh. And finally, Harry takes a lot of his anger out on her. So does um, Ron, too. They kind of both, yeah, yeah she's their punching I don't bag. know why Hermione was their friend. Like, I really, I mean, I get, like, they saved her from a troll. Well, she like, knows that they would both die if it weren't for her, no, I guess. Oh, my, she, okay, they would literally be dead without her. Yeah. So a lot of people are mad, like, with that whole, like, thing. I mean, I love the trio, but when you do look at it, it's like, they suck. Yeah. Like, they're very unsupportive of her. All right, so some other, like, little plot hole things that people are like, this doesn't make any sense. So, you know Hogsmeade? No. So, Hogsmeade is where they go to, like, it was in the third movie. Okay. They go down. Harry couldn't go because he didn't have a permission slip. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's a little, like, wizarding town right off of Hogwarts. Okay. People were like, how can you need a permission slip to go to this place that's not dangerous at all, but yet there's a forbidden forest... There's a ghost of a girl who died, Moaning Myrtle. Oh my god. And there's all these other, like, monsters they interact with, but how come they need a permission slip to go down to a (laughs) wizarding town? Yeah. People just think that's ridiculous, so I think that was just really funny. Because they're kids. Well. (laughs) Um, People are also mad that, like, there's this Slytherin prejudice throughout the whole books and movies, because Slytherin has, like, a reputation for being, like, the bad. The bad. Because they said, like, everyone who's been Slytherin, for the most part, has been, like, a dark wizard. So they're, like, uh. there's a lot of prejudice, like, inner house prejudice with all of that, which people don't really like. And there's also these house stereotypes that people get mad with. Because mm-hmm. they, in the books and movies, they ostracize people based off of the house that they're in. For okay. example, Luna Lovegood. Okay. Because she doesn't fit the ideal Ravenclaw stereotype. Yeah. Her house, like, s- segregates her, basically. Oh. So I do have some little, like, snippets of the houses. Oh, So okay. Gryffindor is brave, daring, athletic, popular, but they're also reckless. Sounds about right. Slytherin is cunning, ambitious, resourceful. They have a pure lineage, and they're power hungry. Okay. Hufflepuffs are humble, friendly, hardworking, but they have a lack of drive. Okay. And Ravenclaw is intelligent, creative, they have good looks, they're self-sufficient, but they're clicky. Which one are you? I am a Ravenclaw. Wow, okay. <laughs> so, um, these good looks <laughs> good carry looks. me far. <laughs> I, the internet says I'm a Slytherin. Pottermore official? Pottermore official. Okay, it's, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. So yeah, people are mad there's like a lot of like inner house turmoil because houses like judge each other. Instead okay. of the, how they should just all come together. Yeah. They also complain about, like, this government interference and that they only have one media source, which is the Daily Prophet, and how they use it to slander a 15-year-old boy. Okay, yeah, fake news. <laughs> yeah, so people just get angry about, like, why is there only one news source? Like, technically there's the Quibbler, but no one believes the Quibbler. Okay. And everyone believes the Daily Prophet and how everyone is just so keen to attack a 15-year-old boy. 
Yeah, that, that when you say the age like that, it makes it more obvious how stupid it yeah. is. Because in the fifth book, Harry's fifteen, and he's it's right after Harry saw Voldemort come back. Yeah, and so the whole Wizarding world's like that's not true, and like the Ministry of Magic is like saying like Harry's crazy, like this isn't true, like. Is like why slander fifteen year old yeah. boy? Yeah, like, I forget that he's that young. I know because it doesn't seem like it. Because he looks like a full ass adult by the end of the film. Yeah, well, I mean, because like he is a full ass like adult. It's like a ten year span to make all the movies. Yeah, like but that. like I forget that when they start, they look like literal eight year olds. Yes. <laughs> um, people are also saying like there's racism in the books, not mm. between like actual races. But, like, with giants, elves, werewolves, mudbloods, and muggles. Okay, yeah, I see that. Yeah, because, like, obviously, like, Draco is always like, oh, Hermione, you're a mudblood, and that's, like, a bad word for someone that's muggle-born. Yeah. And they also, all of them have prejudice towards muggles, basically thinking they're, like, nothing but inferior to wizards. I mean, you can see it in Voldemort. Like, he also hates muggles. Yeah. So It, It does get painted that way now that you see it. Yeah, and obviously the house elves are literally slaves. Yeah, that's that's probably even more problematic. And then werewolves, so Professor Lupin is a werewolf, mm-hmm. and as soon as um like everyone finds out he's a werewolf, he chooses to leave Hogwarts because he doesn't want like death threats from parents because he's a werewolf. That's stupid. Okay, yeah. I'm mad for Lupin now. Okay, people like I said before are mad because Harry and Ron are terrible students. And they don't understand they how they made students. it past year one because they don't study or do anything. Truly are terrible. Yeah. Um, so people have said too in the seventh book that there was just a lot of nothing. Like J.K. Rowling didn't do a great job. Like the end of the book was great like when they actually had the battle. But okay. all the beginning and middle part is basically just them in the woods with no idea what to do. Which huh. is true, because I haven't reread it yet. Yeah. But, like, they do spend a lot of times in the woods, and I remember reading it a long time ago when I was like, why are they just in the woods the whole time? <laughs> like, it's boring. It kind of is boring. Huh. I'd have to... Is that... In the movies, is that, like, nine or something? Because isn't there more movies than books? There's eight movies. Oh, okay. Why because the nine? last one is split into two. Seven, oh. and then eight. So seven is part one, and eight is part two of the okay. seventh book. So the first movie of part one is seven. Okay. And that's when they literally are. Because I, I was going to say, I time. do remember seeing a lot of woods scenes when I yes. saw that even. And reading it can be like, even worse. Yeah. Okay. So I completely agree with that one. Um, people are also mad about the time turner. You'll have to remind me what that so is. So in I'm the sorry. third movie, okay. Hermione gets a time turner because she's taking a million classes. Yeah. So that way she can be everywhere. Oh. So it's just where you turn the thing and she can go back in time. Okay. And that's how they say Buckbeak. Oh my god. So okay. people are mad that they don't use the time turner if it exists to go back. One, to stop Peter from escaping in yeah. the third one. They're like, that makes no sense. Yeah. Two, to kill Voldemort when he was younger. Or three, to save Harry's parents. All of the above. Well, like, actually, everything. Everything. Every Saving problem. Snape. Every single every, problem. Yeah, exactly. People are like, if this exists, why did they <laughs> let Voldemort get this powerful? Why don't you just send someone else back? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little that's bit like, of a plot hole. That's, yeah, that's J.K. Rowling writing something that she sounded, sounded cool to her and then ended yeah. up being a plot hole. Whoops. Okay. So here's some most hated characters. 
Ooh, okay. Okay. So it's a list of 16. Number oh, 16 damn. is Percy Weasley. Now, he's not very prominent in the movie, so you, Sam, you don't probably really know is him. It one, it's not one of the older twins, is it? No, that's okay. Fred and George. Okay. Percy's older than them. Oh, okay. He was know. in the first movie, he was a prefect when Harry was at school. Okay. I maybe have seen a picture yeah. of him. So basically, in the books, he just like leaves his parents and doesn't, he ignores them because he doesn't believe Voldemort's back. And he basically refuses to talk to him. Miss Weasley like has all these breakdowns, and I love Miss Weasley, and Aww. I feel so bad for her. Like, he's such a dick. 15 is Cornelius Fudge, who was the Minister of Magic. Okay, Because he's yeah. just a dick. Yeah. Naturally. Yes. 14 is Horace Slughorn. He's from the sixth one. He comes in to teach potions. Okay. It's because he's a coward. He basically <laughs> flees when he should help fight. Yeah. I do remember that, actually. Yeah. 13. And then 12 is... All the Dursleys. Oh, rip. Like, they suck. They really do suck. They yeah. treat Harry like crap. Yeah. They're terrible people. Eleven is Cho Chang. Because mm, I don't remember Cho Chang is the one Harry's in love with. Oh, The only okay. Asian girl. She's hated? Yeah, because she's a bitch. Oh, okay. In the book, she basically is like, well, you just go run off with Hermione then. And it's like, shut up, Cho Chang. Like, Harry oh. doesn't like Hermione. He likes you. And she cries the whole time. <laughs> Ten is Cormac McLaggen. He's just a D-bag. Cool. That's all I need to say. Nine is Lucius Malfoy. Okay. Yeah. Eight is uh, Professor Trelawney, because she's just basically ditzy AF. Okay. And then we have Rita Skeeter, naturally. Mm -hmm. Then Barty Crouch Jr. was the one who, like, took over as Mad-Eye. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Should try to kill Harry. Yes. Five is Moaning Myrtle. People hate her. Really? I thought she was funny. I know. I don't mind her. People really just hate her. I think she's, like, kind of is more for kids. I feel like kids like her more. Because when I was a kid, I thought she was funny. Yeah. Four is Peter Pettigrew, naturally. Then three is Gilroy Lockhart. Two is Lavender Brown. And the number one hated person is Dolores Umbridge. I like how Voldemort didn't even make the list. No, people are fine with Voldemort. He's he's cool. He's a good villain. He He is. is. He's a good villain. All right, to end with my bad things. Okay. um, It's basically about the difference between movies and books. Okay. So, they left so much out of the movies and people were pissed. And rereading them now, I reread them and now I'm watching the movie and I'm like, they really did a terrible job. Oh, Like, they okay. left so much out. So, they didn't include Peeves in the movie at all. So, Peeves is a poltergeist who haunts Hogwarts and causes mischief. They left that out? He's, like, such a big part in the books. That yeah. would be interesting. Yeah, they left him out. And people are, like, mad because it would have been funny to see him in. Yeah. Another thing is, so, in the first book, when they're going to get the stone, mm-hmm. they do more than what they show in the movie. And people are really mad that they left out Hermione's logic puzzle that she had to solve in order for Harry to go through. No, It was basically this whole thing about potions and these, like, riddles, and Hermione figured it out, and they left it out in the movie, and people were mad. They also left out cool stuff in the fourth movie, in the maze specifically. Okay. So in the maze, at the end, there's supposed to be a giant sphinx that Harry solves a riddle, and he does it by himself without Hermione's help. No way. I know. <laughs> the one time. And then they left out blast-ended skirts, which are these giant things Hagrid breeded, and I wanted to know what they looked like, and they weren't in the movie. Huh. And they left out, like, giant spiders in the maze. Rude. They just left out a bunch of cool stuff just in the maze. The maze was spiders. boring in the movie. After I read the book, I was like, wow, they left out so much. It's just the maze. Like, the maze was so much cooler. Yeah. They left out Winky the house elf. 
who was Barty... No, Cornelius Fudge's house elf. Winky. No, Barty Crouch's house elf. Okay. Who, that's a huge plot point, helped get um, his son out of Azkaban, who then took over as Mad-Eye Moody. Okay. And she's like such an important plot point in the fourth book. Yeah. She's not even in the movie. Huh. Like it's, I don't know why they left her out. Interesting. They left out huge parts about Neville's parents who died. Okay. They basically just kind of float over them in one little, like, sentence, which is really rude. They left out a lot of cool things in the fifth book when they're barging into the Ministry of Magic, or the department, whatever. They left out the floating brains that were in the book that actually have tentacles and, like, take uh, over Ron's body. Oh, my God. And the fight that happened in the movie is nothing what happened in the book. Oh, really? Like, there's a lot more fighting in the book and almost all the kids got knocked out. Oh, shit. Like, Ginny broke her ankle. <gasps> like, Hermione literally got hit by this spell they didn't know and passed out, and they thought she died. And oh Neville's God. wand, like, snapped in half. Like, it was more intense in the book than what they showed. Huh. And they also left out Death Day Party from the first book. Death Day Party. They go party. join Nearly Headless Nick for Death Day Party. I like the name Death Day Party. Yeah, it's the day of his death. Oh, exciting. Yeah, yeah. they're mad because, like, it was... Him and all the ghosts of Hogwarts and Harry, Ron, and Hermione go. Yeah. Because Nick, like, invites them. I forget why exactly. But they're mad that they left it out because it would have been cool just to see. To see that. Yeah. Yeah. And the last thing I have to say is people have issues with some of the movies. Basically, in the fourth one, do you remember when Harry... Um's name comes out the Goblet of Fire. Yes, I know. What and you're Dumbledore goes, "Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire?" Yeah, he just but comes in, charging. Yeah, but in the book, it clearly states, "Dumbledore calmly asks Harry, oh my did God. you put your name in the Goblet of Fire?'" So, did you put your name yeah. in the Goblet of Fire? So people were really mad about that. Also, people were mad in the very last movie. Voldemort hugs Draco. What? Oh my God, Sam. Yes, it I don't is so that. awkward. Oh. He basically just like, he's like, come here, Draco. You did good. And he hugs him like very awkwardly. And it's just like, what? I don't remember Voldemort that. Voldemort doesn't hug people. No, that doesn't feel right. Yeah, so people were mad about that. They were also mad that in the, one of the last two movies, I don't know which one it is, Bellatrix, Bellatrix has Hermione. Okay. And she engraves mud blood in her arm. Mm-hmm. But that never really happens. Oh. They just added, I think, for cinematic flair. Yeah. Which I was like, fair, because it's like very dramatic. It is. Okay, that's not the worst mistake they've made. Yeah. And then they were also mad. This one's stupid. So in the very first movie, you know when um, the Dudleys keep taking his letters away from him? And he never finds out he's a wizard. And then all these letters come in Mm -hmm. and swarm the house. And Harry jumps up on the coffee table to jump up to grab letters in the air yes people are like why didn't harry just take the letters off the ground oh my god <laughs> they're like yeah. he's such an idiot like, <laughs> but i guess it this, fits his character this is why he needs hermione <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> oh my god i didn't think of that though people are also mad that there's no chemistry with Ginny and harry in the movies yeah and that Ginny's just a bland character in the movies when she's actually more complex in the books and i agree yeah. Ginny is like very bland in the movies they didn't do her justice Aww. Harry doesn't have his mother's eyes in the movies. Oh. The character they got for his mom and the kid, Mm because they do a flashback with Snape when they were younger, they look nothing alike. Because in the books, it's like, you have your mother's eyes. Like, it's this huge thing. Yeah. But no. People are mad, like, why didn't someone wear contacts? (laughs) Just make it happen. Yeah. Um, Two more things. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Harry breaking the Elder Wand at the end never happened. He uses it to fix his wand. Instead here, he just breaks it in half in the movie and people are more mad about it. Okay. And he just throws it. Like, stupid. And the last thing is that at the end when Voldemort dies, he just disintegrates into, like, millions of pieces of paper and people were mad about it. What? Why? Because that's not how it happened and it looked dumb, apparently. I kind of like that, but I've also never read the last book. How does he die in the book? I forget because I haven't read it yet, so I'll have to let you know. Okay. But he does not disintegrate. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm curious then. I thought that was really cinematic, but I guess that's probably why they did it then because it's cinematic. Yeah. Other than that, people are just mad that J.K. Rowling doesn't let... No, I want to say let the series die because it's never going to die. Yeah. But to, like, stop... She interjects in a lot of things. Like, she'll just post stuff about it, and it's like, okay, like, yeah, you that's, need to just, like, you're doing too much. That's the like, stuff I've lot. seen. Is and, like, people hated the cursed child. They said it was terrible. Oh, and really? it should have never happened. Aww. So people are like, you just need to stop. Yeah. So. Don't But the it. last, she did say, if she does anything else, she'll just make a giant encyclopedia just to get all her Harry Potter thoughts out. I guess it. that's fair. She did create the world, and I'm sure she keeps thinking of things. But yeah. at the same time, like you said, like that was my one thing I was going to say before is I've seen her tweet things. I yeah. don't follow her, but I'll see people retweet them where I'm like, oh, you can't stop messing with your stuff. Like, just let yeah, it exist exactly. in the world. It's over, like, don't keep yeah. adding stuff. Like, you've given it much. to the public now, so it's it's just as much theirs as it is yours. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yes. yikes. All right, that's all you really have for bad things. Okay, I'm ready that for That was the... long. That Sorry. was long. No, that's okay. I want to hear the good things now. Yeah, that's this be... is going to be a long episode. That's okay. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> I want to hear the positive now. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm doing positive. I forgot. I thought we were doing two negatives. And oh my god! I was I like, I totally <laughs> forgot. Oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. He's sitting there <laughs> nodding at me. I was like, like uh, I was like waiting. Um. <laughs> okay. So great things. Yes. Basically, um, our generation grew up with them. So mm-hmm. the great thing is, like, we are the generation that got to grow up with the Harry Potter gang, and it's like yeah. very sentimental for us. I mm-hmm. feel like I can't wait when we're probably going to be ninety. And they're going to remake them. Oh, I want them to do a TV right. series. Because I, I think will. they could do a lot more detail. Because especially after reading and seeing the books, yeah. I would love for like a TV series to get all the detail. Every single thing. Yeah. yeah. Like on Netflix, I would love that. Like they did with the series Unfortunate Events. Yes. I want that Netflix. That do would be it. awesome. Yeah. So yeah, people just love that they got to grow up with the characters and they really felt connected to them. Especially like Emma Watson, Rupert Grant, and mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. I mean, they're literally... Harry, Rod, and Hermione. Yeah, it's hard to see are. them as anything else. They people also love that the plots are all about believing in yourself and being brave. It's mm. basically all about like you can do anything you set your mind to, and don't be afraid of like evil in the world. And people really take that message to heart. Like it's changed a lot of people's lives. Yeah, how they've acted because it can apply to something as crazy and fantastic as that story, or it can be very yeah. simple. Well, because I even read too. It's like even though the story's about wizards, the real plot points are like real human issues that we face every day. Yeah, just in smaller scales. Clearly, we're not defeating someone evil trying to kill the whole world. Yeah, but the the sentiment's the same. I yeah, like exactly. that. That's really yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. People also love the friendship from mm-hmm. it. I mean, Harry, Ron, Hermione. Harry and Ron suck to Hermione, but I mean, they were friends. <laughs> yes, they were. But people love the element of friendship they got from it. And yeah. not just friendship in the books, friendship outside the books for okay. the whole community. Mm-hmm. Like, the Harry Potter community is huge. Yeah. I mean, Quidditch started, like, maybe 15 years ago. And, I mean, my friends from undergrad 
are because of Harry Potter. Like, yeah. without Harry Potter, I would not have met all the people that I have met. So, yeah, that's awesome. I do agree. Like, there's a huge community for it. It has created so many friendships. I mean, when you find out someone else loves Harry Potter, you can, like, instantly bond over. It's like, what's your house? Yeah. Like, yeah. what's your lawn? What's your Patronus? Like, there's so many questions that you can ask. Like, yeah. yeah. I think it's really cool. Cool. Also, it gave kids a sense of imagination. Oh, like, yeah. you know, because it is, like, J.K. Rowling did, I don't know how she did it, like, this whole world mm-hmm. is so imaginative, and you just get thrown into it, and I feel like it kind of sparks your own imagination. Yeah. And people really like it. Like, even giving it to kids now, like, kids still love it. hmm And speaking of kids, it got kids into reading. It sure And did. what could be better than that? Like, yeah. I really used to hate reading until I read the Harry Potter books when I was really young, and I was like... I love reading. I was like, I love Harry Potter. Like, so I do think it's good. It gets kids into reading, even though like the later books get darker. Yeah. But I feel like it's nice to like transition as a kid to like start out with the nice, like easier books and then going into like, here's like harder material, Mm -hmm. not the harder materials in reading, but like deeper meanings in the books. Like there's death and stuff. More complex to understand. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it is kind of a first introduction to death for kids. Yeah. In a safer manner. Yeah. Because, no, like, you have real. so many characters die. Yeah. I mean, Dumbledore dies. you got Hedwig that dies. Dobby dies. Fred dies. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of death. I think I, what stands out for me with that is with the one girl character, Luna. Luna. Luna, mm-hmm. she, who, like, can see death. Like, mm-hmm. she sees characters after death or whatever. I remember that. She's just, like, she doesn't see characters after death. She's, like... Very in tune to death. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was something like that. Like after you've seen someone die or something. You see died. the thrustles. Yeah. Because yeah, Harry yeah. sees them. Yeah. I remember that like standing out when I was pretty young to me. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, that's really interesting. Like it yeah. just really stood out to me even at that mm-hmm. age. Um, it's shown a lot of light on mental health actually. Mm-hmm. So the Dementors, J.K. Rowling has said, is her representation of her going through depression. Oh, she created the Dementors while she was depressed. So it kind of shone a light on, like, mental health being, like, it's real. Like, this is a real issue. And I feel like she put it in such a good way of, like, putting it in a book for kids to, like, understand. Because they literally say it sucks the happiness out yeah. of you. And it's, like, I feel like just a way for kids to start to understand, like, there's other things that can go wrong, not just with the whole body, but with the mind. Yeah. I was so afraid of the Dementors the oh, first God, time I saw too. them on film. Yeah. Like, the way they suck out your face. Oh, my God. I, like, couldn't watch that scene. Like, it was so scary to me. I went to Harry Potter World, and there's a ride where a Dementor comes down and, like, swoops in on you and, like, acts like it's sucking you out. And I was the one it came to, and I was like, "Ah!" I would be so genuinely afraid of that. Like, those, that was the scariest thing I'd seen maybe in a movie at that time when that first, like, movie that had them came out. Yeah, very, very creepy. Yeah. Um, there's also LGBT visibility. So, famously, Dumbledore is gay, according to J.K. Rowling. And I like how she just made it, like, uh, she basically was like, yeah, Dumbledore is gay. Like, so what? And I just love, too, that she made the most powerful wizard in the world gay. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't someone stupid. And it's not a plot point. No, exactly. It's, like, not important. It is important, but it's not important. Yeah. And I like that. I feel like it just helped to be, like, LGBT people could be just as powerful as regular people, but yeah. it doesn't have to define who they are. Because yeah. it didn't define, like, Dumbledore at all. No. I like that a lot, yeah. yeah. That's I awesome. I thought it was really cool. Um, there's a world beyond the books, 
I already brought up the amusement park. Like, what other book series has an amusement park? Like, it's that great. Way, yeah. If you get the chance to go, go. Even if you didn't read the books, it's just really cool to go see. The rides are really fun. There's a bunch of merch. Obviously, you can see people everywhere. Harry Potter stuff. Phones. Mm. There's, like, stickers. Everything, like, you can think of under the sun. Butterbeer. Butterbeer is amazing in Harry Potter World. Go try it if you get the chance. The Frozen <laughs> one is amazing. Highly recommend. It's so fucking good. And pumpkin juice is also very good. And cauldron cakes. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's just talk about food for the rest of the it's episode. It's so good. Ooh, we should do a food episode. Sorry, Ooh, moving on. That's a good idea, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, there's millions of fan sites. I mean, you got J.K. Rowling that made Pottermore. That's huge. Yeah. She had a bunch of extra stuff in it. There's a... I know I used to play this one thing when I was younger. It was like you were actually going to Hogwarts, but it was like a, you could type things and like talk to people in threads and act like you were a different character. You actually got sorted into a house. You actually got to like read lessons like you were a part of class and then you did homework to get your house points. Oh, except it was a that's lot just of fun. doing work. <laughs> okay, but it was Harry Potter, so it was fun. Okay, okay, whatever. It was a lot of fun. You learned about the wizarding world. Okay, my bad. Uh, there's a bunch of quotes people, like, love to, like, live by. Mm-hmm. I mean, people get tattoos of quotes. Dumbledore has a million quotes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, just say. go look them up. Like, there's millions. It's people always, love the quotes. It's always like, the big old wizard. Like, I have yeah. I have a ring that's a quote from Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. And Gandalf and Dumbledore are basically the, the same. same. So, like, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I could see them dating. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <gasps> My favorite gay wizards. <laughs> <laughs> um, female empowerment was huge not only yeah. was like jk rowling like a woman who wrote it and yeah. like that's huge success for her i think she's like the richest author in the world or something like I that i think i saw that yeah yeah but the characters like hermione yeah obviously. fucking badass like harry and ron would be dead year one without hermione yeah and all the stuff she's done throughout all books all the movies like she is the reason and she represents the brains of it too. yes she's basically the whole reason that voldemort got defeated without yeah. her it would not have happened even though people hate Dolores Umbridge, you have to admit she's pretty powerful for what she can do. Yeah. <laughs> Professor McGonagall. Yes. She's badass in her own right. I love in the last movie when she, like, just flips out her wand and she, like, battles Snape and then she gets the statues to come down to fight for the school. Like, she... And not to mention that... Who, I forget the character who plays Professor McGonagall. Oh, the actress. In the last movie, she had cancer. Yeah, I remember seeing a picture of her. And she still did it. Yeah. I was like, you go. Oh, like, shoot. I'm not going to be able to think of her name. I love this actress. Because she's in um, Downton Abbey. Yeah. She plays in there, I love too. her. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry, I can't think of her name right oh, you're now. Good. But I and love then her. Luna Lovegood, in her own right, is amazing. Ginny, not in the movies, but in the books, is also her own badass. Yeah. Like, all the women are just... Miss yeah. Weasel, even. Even though she's, like, a home taker... But she, like, takes Harry in, and she's, like, he's as good as our own. Like, she's badass in her own way. And she way. kills yeah. Bellatrix. Yeah, yeah. Who's also Bellatrix, who is Bellatrix a terrible is, person, yeah. is also badass. Yeah. Like, she's Voldemort's right-hand woman. Like, yeah. she's... And it's yeah. Helena Bonham Carter. I mean, Oh, yeah. Come I on. mean, seriously. So, in all of their own right, even if the females in the movies and books are bad, they're still, like strong, independent women. Bellatrix yeah. is kind of dependent on Voldemort, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, other things people really love is that there's little hints of things that, like, she's done that, like, people found out about that's really cool. So I have a bunch of examples of that that I think you're going to find really interesting. Okay, cool. So Remus Lupin. So Lupus means wolf yeah. in Latin. So people love that. It was, like, a hint that he was a werewolf that you wouldn't have figured out. And oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it was, a, like, a hint before you found out that he was that. Cool. 
So, this huge thing, it's not really in the movies, but it's in the books. So, Professor Chelani is, like, this, the divination teacher. Okay. But everyone thinks she's just a phony. But really, she's not, because she did the prophecy for Harry and Voldemort that turned out right. Like, one of them had to kill each other. Yeah. And then she always said, too, that when 13 dying, the first to rise will die. Whoa. And so they always thought, like, they were like, she's just, like, full just of it. Because she would never go to the feast because there would be 13 professors, so and she then... didn't want to sit there for someone to die. Yeah. But everyone's like, she's crazy. But in the books, Sirius dies because 13 of them die in, while they're in the Order of the Phoenix, and he's the first to rise. Oh, my god. And gosh. then Lupin dies because, once again, 13 people die, and he's the first to rise. That's bizarre. So I just think that's cool that, like, there's hints that she was, like, a phony, but in all reality, like... She probably wasn't. She... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, um, Ron's Patronus is a Jack Terrier, and Hermione's <laughs> is an otter. I love And Jack dogs. Russell Terriers chase otters, and they, like, hunt them. So, Whoa. it's, like, because Ron and Hermione end up together, so it's kind of, like, their Patronus is, like, foreshadowed that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Huh. And speaking of that... Harry's dad's um, Patronus is a stag, and mm-hmm. his mom's was a doe. Very fitting, So once again, of tying in. Yeah. Um, I know, too, that... So Tonks and Lupin get together, mm-hmm. and I think after um, he dies, her Patronus takes over as a wolf. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I remember being sad about that one. Yeah, that was, a, though, that was a sad Like, fact. I didn't have as much connection to the characters as I'm sure people who read the books first. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure it was different for you. But, like, even watching it, having not read the books, I was like, oh. Yeah. Uh, the Weasley twins were born on April 1st. Speaking of sad deaths. <laughs> yeah, naturally. April 1st. People just like that it's April 1st because it's like, they are jokesters. Like, yeah, April Fool's Day and they are fools. Yeah, it just really fits. Yeah. Um... So Sirius is actually in a constellation and is known as the Dog Star. And Sirius can transform into a dog. So another little hint that he could be a dog. Yeah. Which people really like. Yeah. Also, this was really cool. So the first book was published in 98. Mm -hmm. But the Battle of Hogwarts in the last movie took place in 98. Hence the Mm. I open at the close famous line yeah so people think that's really cool like i don't know if it was planned like that or what happened i'd like to think that it was but i don't know it probably was because she was didn't finish that book yet yeah when the first one was published so that's really people really like that oh this was really cool so back to professor trelawney Uh her grandmother's name was cassandra and in Greek mythology, Cassandra was a seer who was cursed so no one would believe her and it affected the rest of her lineage so Whoa. going back, that's why they think that Professor Chelani, no one believes her. No one believes her because yeah. she still has the same curse. That's really cool. I do yeah. like that one a lot. Yeah, I liked her so cool. much. Yeah. So. And then Hermione is a derivative of the name Hermes, who's a Greek god who is known for his wit. That's awesome. So tying into Hermione being like very intelligent yeah. and stuff is a little note to that. And then the famous spell Expectum Patronum mm-hmm. literally means in Latin, I await a guardian. Whoa. That's really cool. I yeah. like that a lot. I know I've read, like, I mean, almost all of the spells are just Latin, and they're, like, some of them are really obvious, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But, like, the Illuminate one is, like, super obvious and stuff like that. But that's that one's really neat. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Because I never thought about what that one meant, even though I yeah. hear it 
So there's like a million other things, like just the ones I listed that people love. There's like so many little hints everywhere. There's so much foreshadowing that you don't appreciate until you like reread it. Because even now I'm like, oh yeah. my god, like there's all this stuff like being like even leading up to the end of the book. Because she said herself like when she wrote the first one, she knew exactly what she wanted. She wanted Hagrid to carry mm-hmm. Harry out when he was dead. Because Hagrid was the one who brought him into, like, the world, essentially bringing him to, like, Hogwarts and stuff. Yeah. So he wanted him to bring, or she wanted him to bring him back. Yeah. That's, So, like, wow. she was, had just been planning stuff. She knew, stuff. She knew exactly what she wanted. She knew from the beginning that Snape was always going to be good. She, the only person who knew before she finished the book was, um, Alan Rickman. Really? Oh, that's so I cool. I think she told him, like during the first or second movie so he could like get to know the character and play it in the right way i'm sure he loved that he was such a serious actor like Mm -hmm. old school like shakespearean level actor i loved alan rickman growing up i'm very sad that he's not around i know he's great but i I forget sometimes that he's not around anymore actually i know i just think oh yeah alan rickman's still here Mm -hmm. like oh that's so sad so that's all i got if you're interested in more there's a bunch of stuff on the internet like i just said that you could like look up fun things like that it's amazing it really is jk rowling is something else she is she's incredible good for her yeah amazing so sam before we get to yours which we're already 40 minutes in sorry that's okay we're gonna do the news Okay. (laughs) Different noise. I got excited. (laughs) So, the VMAs have just been announced who's nominated. Okay. And with ten noms each, Ariana and Taylor are at the top of the list with ten noms each. I think they're all nominated for the same thing, probably. Yikes. Because they're the same pop category. That'll be interesting. But it's fan voted, so really, I kind of feel like Taylor Swift probably has it in the bag. Because I, I feel like her vans are a little more dedicated. They're more dedicated, but and I And more like willing to go the extra mile. That's, yeah, that is accurate. I will yeah. see. I bet it'll be a little 50-50. That's my it's guess. It's going to be close. Yeah. yeah. Also, Billy Eilish has got nine. Eilish. Eilish. I knew I said that wrong. Know, she has I... nine nominations herself. Good for her. I'm I'm a stan. I like Billie Eilish a lot. I know you're not as much of a stan. I yeah. I don't know why she. I've just I mean, totally... good for her. She got nine. I mean, this is like female dominated. It is. So. That's why. And she's very young. She. I think she's eighteen she's like, now. Yeah, she's younger than we um, are. But she started out when she was fifteen. Yeah. So good, good for, for her. her. Yeah. yeah. Little Nas X has eight. <laughs> Old Town Road, of course. It's probably really, gonna win something. I really it's like him, honestly. Yeah. Like it started out as such a meme with TikTok, but I've grown to really like him. Mm-hmm. And then Shawn Mendes has five. And BTS has four. Oh, wow. Which is huge for BTS because, yeah, speaking I'm, of K-pop, they added a best K-pop category finally. Good. I'm glad. And it involves, so Blackpink, BTS, EXO, TXT, and NCT 127 have all been nominated. I've never heard of that last I've one. I've only heard of the first three that I've, I've said. So I've, I've heard of heard all of but that last one. I've, yeah. that's, I'm intrigued. But people are mad. I, okay. Here's my- why. Okay. <laughs> People are mad that they were only nominated, besides BTS being nominated for other stuff, I think. Yeah. That these groups were only nominated for best K-pop stuff when they're, they've done, like, way more. They should be nominated with everyone else. That's why people are mad. Oh, I see. They're, like, segregating them, yeah. essentially. I so. think it just has to be a start when it's it's so I new. Agree. And I think even if you're, like, if you don't listen... I know I've, I've heard people complain, like, K-pop, why yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like... 
even oh if you gosh, don't listen to millions it, of fans millions like so of fans and just appreciate the fact that there's another whole culture of music that's finally like making its way into america it's, it's huge, so exciting yeah. i'm just so, like i i don't listen to a lot of k-pop i'm basically I don't either it's basically the stuff you show me which and, is like, blackpink uh, and twice yeah and i listen to a little bit of bts once in a while mm. just because i like their dancing but like it's super not my style really but i'm just excited that there's like this whole new genre yeah from another country that's getting attention. Yeah, here. I'm happy that awesome. DMAs did that. Yeah. It's giving them a new limelight. Yeah. So that people should just be happy with it. Yes. All I just right. had another idea yeah. for a great episode sometime. We oh, should do a music from other countries. Ooh, that would be fun. Okay, moving on. Okay. <laughs> In other news, um, The Bachelorette is almost over. Ew. Weeping. But don't worry, because Bachelor in Paradise is coming. Oh, God. But uh, the Bachelorette Hannah had to apologize for Luke P. Oh, God. So I just watched the reunion... Well, it was like a men tell-all, they call it. It's before the final. They always bring all the men back. Gross. And so Luke P. was the gross one who the whole show was basically about him. Yes. And at the men tell-all, it was all about him, of course. And Hannah apologized for keeping Luke P. for so long. Thank God. She was like, Bachelor Nation, I'm sorry for keeping Luke P. so long. Guys, I don't even watch this show, and I still know all about how awful Luke P. is because of my friends. Like, He's terrible. This guy sucks. He does really suck. Wait, how long did he last? Was he like the last? He's final four. Oh my god. <laughs> Until he bashed her for having sex. And then she... That's oh, what it took? I was so proud of her, though, because like she literally like dug into him. Like, I don't want to be slut shame. Like, you can't do that to me. Like, God Good. still loves me and all this. Good. And the famous line, yeah, I had sex in the windmill, and we did it twice. I was like... <laughs> Slow clap. Yeah. <laughs> I got two more news for you. Okay. Pokemon Sword and Shield has announced the differences in their games. Because, you know, the two always have differences. Yeah. It comes out in November. But on top of having exclusive Pokemon like they always do in the different ones, okay. there's also going to be different gym leaders. Ooh. Which is very new. They've yeah. never done that before. Not all of them are going to be different. But there's okay. going to be a few that are. I know the one source I said said one of them will have, like, a ghost type, and the other one of the same gym number will have, like, a fighting type instead. Okay. So, I like, that's kind of different. That's I like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm I think glad it's going to not... drive people to buy both. It's changing the dynamic. Like, why not? Don't yeah. stick to the same system for every single game. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And finally, Arnold's Lobster and Clam Bar donated a rare blue lobster it received from a shipment to an aquarium. Why the fuck is this in your newsflash? <laughs> because I found it and I thought it was really cool. Love. Because one of every... Sam, this is an amazing fact, okay? <laughs> okay. One out of every two million lobsters are blue. Okay. Okay? So this is a rare finding. <laughs> and you know what? Instead of them cooking the lobster to eat, they donated it. You picked the lobster <laughs> newsflash. <laughs> I, I thought it was fun. I was ready for you to be like, just kidding, it's about a movie. But it was actually about a blue lobster. Yeah. I don't know why that got me so good. I'm fully crying. Yeah, I don't know why either. I thought it was cool. It is cool. I, I thought like the, the fact that lobster. it was one out of two million are blue. That is awesome. And yeah. I would like to see, I'll have to Google a picture later because that's really cool. Yeah. I'm glad you're excited about the blue lobster. I was really excited. I was like, wow, this is so cool. I saw a picture of it. My stomach hurts. Apparently, <laughs> they get blue because of some genetic defect. It's so discoloring in their skin. They're, yeah, some protein is yeah. like overproducing and causes them to be blue. I want to be a blue lobster when I grow up. 
Me too. Okay. I'm glad. <laughs> we'll be the two out of the Ooh, four million. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good news, Flash Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? I have to calm down about the Blue yeah. Monster now. Bring <gasps> on the Star Wars. <sighs> okay. Ready for the Star Wars. So, going to start with the bad. I try not to get super detail heavy because Sorry. there's so... No, no. <laughs> not because of what... I, I, we, we have different writing styles for yes. these episodes, and I know that. Clearly, you can tell by the way I write my bullshit down. If you ever, just so you guys know, maybe we'll post the pictures into my ver- our notes. Ryan has these perfectly written bullet points that like last five pages. Yep. Each episode on my notebook is one page of pen scribbles that I can't even read half the time. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I'm not going to forget it. And I worry if I just do like one little note, I'll forget it. And I, I have had moments where I was like, I can't read what I wrote here, so I'm skipping it. Yeah, that terrifies me. Yeah. Oh, well. But usually I know that I'll, I'll figure it out. So, Star Wars. Uh, there are a lot of different outside sources of Star Wars beyond the movies that I am ignoring. Just so you know. There's okay. there's a comic series. There's a book series. There's a lot of games. I didn't, I, yeah, there's a I lot of stuff. And I Did make, they come before the movies? Uh, no. Wait. There might have been books before. Yeah, I think there were books okay. before. I didn't know I've that. not read them. I, oh. I have read some of the comic books, and I've played a lot of the games. A lot of the games. Um, but I'm focusing only on the movies. Okay. Uh, movies only. Yes. And I'm going to start with the bad things. And I guess... I don't want to bash too hard, so we'll start with the funny. And that is Jar Jar Binks. Ugh! <laughs> I know about him. <laughs> so oh, here's Sam. the thing. We used to have a Jar Jar Binks like, a little replica in our house, and he was, like, pretty tall. Ew. And if you press the button, he would dance and sing. I hate that so much. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks, here's the thing. He, they meant so well. And a mm. lot of the things I'm going to say bad are from episodes one through three, which if you, uh, do you remember how the episodes go? Should I, should I explain? Is Death Star number one? What? <laughs> I, I'm just ignoring what you just said because I don't know. I don't know what that meant, what you just said. The movies, it, even though it goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and then there's Rogue One and then the new ones that have come out, uh-huh. it went 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3. I do know that, the way that. they felt yes. it. So I'm talking about 1, 2, 3 right now, which is the later ones. Okay. So with Ewan McGregor, Liam Neeson, like the, the actors that we know more, and, and yeah. Natalie Portman. And Jar Jar Wait, Binks. now I'm confused. Oh my god. So wait, what, are you saying like when you say one, two, three, do you mean the first three movies they episode made? Episode one, episode two, episode Okay, three. those are newer. Yeah, newer, newer made. Okay, yes. Yes. Bam, we're there. Oh, okay. So those are the ones that get far more hate. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I've heard a lot of people complain. Yeah. Four, five, six are so legendary and loved that they can often be untouchable at this point. One, two, three are not untouchable and get hit yeah. a lot. Four, five, six were made in eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. Um, Everyone loves those. Yeah. yeah. Mark Hamill. Those are the ones I've kind of watched. Yes. Okay. So one, two, three. Uh, one of the main hated things is Jar Jar Binks as a character. The problem with Jar Jar Binks is he's fucking ridiculous. He. I mean. They yeah. created dialogue for him based around and it's it, like I said, meaning well. They wanted him to have a specific language way of using language and a lot of the other characters because it's other aliens and other planets and other galaxies of course there's going to be different languages yeah. his is stupid it's Misa no Misa do this now oh it's oh wasn't he in the original ones too no oh. no and he's all CGI yes well 
Probably. Mostly. Yeah. He started out, when they filmed it, it was this guy, and this poor guy, he's, he had to quit acting because of these movies. Because Aww. of how he did. He got death threats <gasps> over Jar Jar It's not Banks. his fault. It's not his fault. And, he, like, if you see bloopers, you can see him wearing, like, he wore the, like, costume and, like, a sort of mask, but it was frozen in one expression. And he would do the full fucking thing with the voice when they were filming it. But it was just, it just did not settle right. Yeah. It's especially for him. He, a lot of the scenes that Jar Jar Banks is doing what he's doing in, he's with Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson, so Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn, and they're so serious. Qui-Gon Jinn especially, Liam Neeson's character, is a, just, there's not a single humorous moment. And that's not a bad thing. Like, I, he's a legendary character. Mm-hmm. But because it's him and then Jar Jar Binks, yeah. it just feels so stupid. Like, it just doesn't work at all. And there are moments where Jar Jar isn't as bad, but, like, overall, it's... Bad. It's bad. It's bad. I do not like it. Yeah, is I know people hate Jar Jar Binks. And uh, while we're in the realm of the one, two, three movies and that kind of stuff, we're going to talk about the CGI that happened in one, two, and three. Okay. So here's the thing. When four, five, and six were made, they understood that CGI was not at the level they wanted for what the George Lucas's vision was. Yes, they, naturally. Yes. They did the best with what they could. And I have an argument for why that was better in the good stuff, but we'll get to that later. Uh, there is a little bit of like quote unquote CGI in okay. four, five, and six. It's not really CGI. It's just what computers could do, which is almost nothing. Um, when one, two, and three came around, they went fucking ham with the CGI. They were like, we can do what he wanted now. We're going to do it great. Episode one wasn't too bad. Episode two was getting pretty rough. Episode three was horrible. Well, episode two was pretty bad too. The problem with this is they were like, oh, we can finally make starship battles and like show people flying like mm-hmm. well and it because like in four five and six it was model toys they were doing miniature sized physical copies and stuff and then they'd cut to scenes in a gr- in a different room to show the insides and that was all they could do so they couldn't show tricks in the air or anything yeah. like that so they were so excited to be able to do that in episodes four or two and three that there were like solid 15 20 minute scenes they like overdid it it was it became boring because they were just showing all these fight scenes and there's like this really extended scene with Obi-Wan and, um, oh my god. I just blanked on Darth Vader's real name. I'm a fake Star Wars fan. Oh my god. Oh my god. Anakin. Thank you. Woo! Woo! Brought it back. I am your father. Anakin Skywalker. Uh, it's, the whole point was they were trying to show how Anakin could be such a good pilot, whatever, but he, it's just, it's ridiculous. He's like jumping out of a spaceship into another spaceship. And, uh, when he float? They're not in outer space. They're in. They're uh, on a planet with like regular gravity, uh, but like there's no road system, so their regular travel, like public transit, is ships in the air uh, around okay. the skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. But it, there's a whole fight scene in spaceships around the. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's so bad. Um, along with that, they were like, "Well, now that we have CGI, we can take the CGI we have and fix the old movies." So they went back to 4, 5, and 6 and added in CGI scenes. And in some cases it worked, and in some cases it didn't. Um, I, even That's though kind of weird they would do yeah, that. I think people don't. I think they really messed with some things in a bad way. There's some good ones, like Jar Jar, or not Jar Jar Minks, um, Jabba the <laughs> Hutt. They actually fixed up Jar, Jabba the Hutt and made him look a little more, a little less stupid looking, because the original Jabba the Hutt was very... Um, Still, he couldn't move much because he was basically just a big foam costume. Was he the... He's the big, fat, worm alien. That has, like, 
a woman, right? It's yeah, Leia. Yeah. As Leia, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. as okay, a slave. Okay, yeah, okay. slave princess Leia. Um, they went back and re CGI'd. Job of the high. I keep wanting to say Jar Jar Binks to make him more mobile and have more facial expression, and I think that one worked. But they went back and redid the entire cantina scene too, which is like a beloved scene, and added this whole like music scene where there's this cantina singer alien lady with this long mouth and like weird eyes singing and doing this whole duet, and it's terrible. And like even now, sometimes if they play that episode on TV, they'll cut that bit out. Because people hate it so much. Oh, jeez. That's how much people hate that. I had Cantina no idea scene. they did any yeah. of that. It's pretty ridiculous. And there's a few other things. Like, the very... In episode four, they... When um, Obi-Wan and Ben... Or, when Ben Kenobi and Luke walk into the city of Tatooine for the first time. When they're, like, going to find the ship and they meet Han. Um, originally, it was just, like, a desert and, like, some stormtroopers. And, like, you just were had to assume that they were on an alien planet. But they didn't really show aliens or anything until you got in the cantina. Uh, they went back and edited all these giant aliens and people riding things in the background and going past them and ships and stuff. And some of it worked and some of it looks very obviously different because mm-hmm. of how old... That was the very first movie. And they're yeah. adding in like... New CGI. New CGI. It looks look weird. Yeah. So it's hit or miss with that stuff. Here's one that's a full miss. <laughs> okay. In um, episode one... Or, yeah, episode one, when they find baby baby Anakin... Um, they decide in this one episode, in the this is the only movie that they do this, that they're going to explain the force that Jedis have through science instead of something else. So they create this whole concept of something called midichlorians. And anyone who knows Star Wars and hates this is going to be cringing when they hear this because everyone hates the word midichlorians. Basically, this one movie, Liam Neeson is like, we have to test his blood to see if he has high levels of midichlorians. And if he does, that means he has the force and he is the chosen one and he can become the next Jedi and save us all. And they like test his blood and he's like, ow, why'd you poke my finger? And he's like, it's okay. That sounds stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid that they never did it again. And in the other movies, they just forget it happened. Good. Like, like such Was a big... Was it midichlorians? Midichlorians. Like, and literally every other episode, like, we're talking the episodes that came after this. Like, they filmed them after. Mm -hmm. They just forgot it. They were like, nope, didn't happen. I don't know what you're talking about. Midichlorians? What? Just, like, fully were like, we messed up and we're we're not talking about it anymore. I feel like it's weird, though, because, like, since it technically is part of the universe I know. and just to have it like not be real anymore see like, it's so what's even worse is now that the new new movies are coming out in episode um eight the new the last one that came out they kind of old luke and ray um kind of discuss what the force is and why they have it and they totally ignore midichlorians and are talking about the force as this like energy that pushes life and pushes and pulls and you can feel it and find it and it's so, it's a lot more spiritual, and they're just fully fucking ignoring midichlorians in it. Maybe that's what midichlorian does. <laughs> it pushes and pulls. Don't, <laughs> don't press it. People hate it enough. Um, oh, God, it's so bad. That's probably, like, the worst one. That's, like, the worst thing they've ever done. Sounds stupid. Um, there's a few other, like, hated things. Um, one is the kind of stiff romance between Padme and Anakin in episodes two and three, they're supposed to be this like forbidden love because Anakin is a Jedi and you can't have, you can't have love if you're a Jedi. It's kind of like a monk type. You can't do that. 
Um, but he falls in love with Padme anyway, who's royalty. Who she's Natalie Portman's character. She's okay. royalty. She's also probably shouldn't be doing what she's doing. They fall in love anyway. They know it's forbidden. They know what they're doing. And it's supposed to be this very tragic, like, oh, we're in love. And then he starts having dreams that she's going to die. And like, oh, but I love you so much. I have to protect you, blah, blah, blah. And eventually his fear of losing her is what makes him turn into Darth Vader. Well, one of the things that makes him turn into Darth Vader because he can't stop it no matter what. Mm-hmm. But that would have been a lot better if their romance on screen was like palpable at all. It's not. It's like super hella stiff. And like also she met him like in the movie in episode one. She's like 16 and he's like eight. Yeah. Yeah. And then they grow up and then they fall in love. It's a little weird. And it's it like it really is pretty stiff. Oh, well. But I, the meaning is there, and I guess that's enough. Like, describing it, I'm like, oh, wow, it's such a good story. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally, and this one I is more other people's argument other than mine, but then um, Force Awakens, Episode 7, which is the first of the new, new movies that have come out in the last few years, um, very much simulates the plot of New Hope, the very first movie. Okay. Um, in that it's kind of like oh, we have to band together and take down this giant spaceship battle attack weapon in the in outer space that's going to destroy everything and we have to go inside it to destroy it. It's, like, identical. The plot is the same. Death Star? Yeah, Death Star 1 and Death Star 2, basically. Okay. It's, like, it's like from Contact when he's like, what, we, made, we made a second <laughs> one. It's literally <laughs> like that. It's like, oh, well, here's another Death Star okay. and we're going to destroy that one the same fucking way. And the the argument is they were trying to, they were really scared that people were going to reject making new Star Wars movies because they were so beloved that people didn't want to touch it anymore, which I think is stupid. Like, they're, they're good. I really like the new movies. Mm-hmm. But they, they tried to make something that was kind of recognizable and, like, comfortable for people because it yeah. was like, oh, I recognize this. I know how this goes, which... Eh, I don't think they needed to do that. I think it was okay. But at the same time, I don't... I don't think it's so similar that it was like a remake of the movie. I think it was mm. fine. It's a really good movie. Episode okay. 7 is amazing. Um, okay. But before, I don't want to complain anymore. And also, we're running long. So I'm going to go into the good now. And I'm, there's a lot of good, but I'll make it fast. The number one good thing, I think, of all of Star Wars is the music. Mm. The soundtrack is absolutely fucking legendary from Star, Star Wars. This is John Williams' opus. And he's done a lot of shit. He did Indiana Jones. He did Jaws. He did E.T. But he won six Grammys for Star Wars. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, John Williams. And he's still around. He's still kicking. In fact, he is writing the soundtrack for all of the new movies. His last work will be this upcoming movie coming out in in December, and then he's retiring. So in the end, he'll have written the soundtracks for, or composed the soundtracks for every Star Wars film. I mean, everyone knows, like, the music... Like, yeah. you hear and you're like, that's Star Wars. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it is John Williams. I mean, like, the Imperial March, like, Darth Vader's theme, like, you can just hear it. Like, uh, he created sounds. They're so simple. But, like, if you hear it, it's like, oh, I know this. I recognize this. And I know mm-hmm. how I'm supposed to feel. Um, and in that same vein, one of the best things Star Wars does is character development. No matter what era of film you're talking about, the old stuff, the middle, middle stuff, the new stuff... They create characters that really grow and not in a cheesy way most of the time. We're excluding Jar Jar Binks and all of these. I was just going to ask. Jar Jar Binks does not, 
He actually does grow as a character. He he starts out as an idiot who's like disowned by his own tribe, and in the end, he's a general. Good for Jar. Good, good for Jar Jar, I guess. But I still think he's an idiot. Do the robots get um, character development? Yeah, they do. See, well, not every robot. There's lots of robots that don't get character development, but C three PO and R two D two do. Yeah, aren't they gay? Are they C- gay robots? C-3PO is pretty, uh, pretty feminine. He's the metal one, know. right? They're both metal. Or, I mean, the, like, the, the gold. gold. Yeah, yeah C-3PO yeah. is, like, the okay. humanoid one that yeah. Anakin made. Yeah, he's he's pretty feminine, but they're robots, so I don't know that sexuality's a thing, really. Okay. But, yeah, I guess I see what you mean. Okay, because I, I feel like I've that. seen stuff online about it, People so. have said that. People will say they, they argue like a married couple, too. Yeah, that, I think that's what, yeah. <laughs> and they sure do, yeah. But yeah, like, um, Leia, actually, you were mentioning, like, feminine, like, female power in Harry Potter. Leia is a perfect example of that. She starts out, even at the beginning, she's a princess, and they make it seem like for a second she's a damsel in distress in the very first film. Mm -hmm. And even by the end of that film, she's already, like, well, not in the first, like, scene. It's clear that she's tough as hell, and she's not gonna let anyone stop her. Like, her first scene, she's already with Darth Vader. Like, right off the bat, she's, like, giving him attitude. And this is, like, he can destroy anyone. And she's like, what are you going to do about it? Like, <laughs> that's not what she says, but in my head, that's what she yeah. says. Like, she's just badass. And by the end, she's a general. Like, oh, and may, may Carrie Fisher rest in peace. Love that woman. Mm. Then, obviously, Luke is a whiny baby all the way through, but he's great. I love Luke. Obi-Wan. Sounds like Harry and her body. <laughs> <laughs> he really is a whiny baby. Like, that's what I loved about the new new movies is, like, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, is, like, an old man now, mm-hmm. and he's going to be, like, the mentor for Rey, and you think he's going to be this old, wise man. No, he's still, like, kind of whiny and throws tantrums and, like, is just... He's the same character. He mm-hmm. just grew old. I, I loved it. I love that he did that. Um, another great thing about Star Wars, of course, is Han Solo. That's all I need to say. Space cowboy, he's hot, everyone loves him, it's Harrison Ford. I, don't I was going to ask, I was like, that one's Harrison that, Ford. This right? is the love of my life, yes. I like, if any, if there was only one actor that I cared about, it was Harrison Ford. It's so hard for me to like, think of the characters because I don't really know yeah. the movie, so it's like... Harrison uh, Ford. I love Harrison Ford so much. Han Solo is my favorite character in any film ever. Like, oh, in wow. the whole world, Han Solo is my favorite character. Second is Indiana Jones. I was just going to ask you. <laughs> so it's both Harrison Ford's characters. Yes. Um, and then on the same range, Mark Hamill, who was kind of this like, well, they were both unknown at the time when they were cast in Star Wars, but Mark Hamill has become this like father figure for everyone in our generation and generations older than us. He sounds so familiar. That's Luke Skywalker. You, you've, okay. he's, he also, I know I've, yeah. he voiced the Joker actually in the car, okay. in like the most famous of the Batman cartoons. Uh-huh. He was the Joker, um, but he he's just kind of become an idol for a lot of people. He's on Twitter. I feel um, like I've seen you've, him in something you've seen else. Him. He's in well, he's most famous from Star Wars, but uh, he's on Twitter and Instagram, and he just posts like very positive things to people, and like he'll send birthday messages to people randomly who are just fans. Mm-hmm. And he's just so supportive and kind and, like, preaches kindness. And, oh, but he's, he's so gonna be in the funny. new Chucky movie. He is Chucky. <gasps> he's a oh. very... He's after Star Wars, he became a very well-established voice actor. He can do amazing oh. voices, which is why he became the Joker. Maybe that's why I've heard of his Yeah, name you've recently. heard his voice a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Whether oh, you've yeah. seen him a lot, I don't know. Oh, but he's in SpongeBob SquarePants? Yeah. he's No, he's, like, one of the most famous voice actors. Oh. Yeah. 
Like, he's up there with, I can't, I'm blanking on his name. The guy who plays Spongebob. And like Family Guy. That's probably what I know him from. He's probably on Family Guy. Of course he's a But I don't know what he would be. I feel like he wasn't in Family Guy a lot, though. Yeah, probably That wasn't not. one of his main things. Maybe they made, they probably made fun of him because Family Guy did the... He might have played himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's probably what Luke it was. Skywalker. Yeah. Um, okay, what else? Oh, oh, of course. The villains of Star Wars. Badass. Badass, amazing villains with such depth in their character. There are no shallow villains. Well, there are shallow villains, but it's just because they weren't important to the plot. But, mm-hmm. like, the big villains, obviously Darth Vader. We see him from a child until his death. We know exactly what happened to him to make him become the villain he is. So you can't... Oh, my God, Darth Vader dies? Yeah, he dies. Does he? Yeah, he does. You watch him die. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, he gets to, Luke, Luke like, watches him die and, well, and leaves him on. Oh, wait, maybe I didn't know that. Yeah, it's when the Death oh, Star's falling Maybe I just apart. thought maybe he didn't die and he got away somehow. No, he, like, they burn him in, like, a, a funeral pyre with all the, like, little Ewok teddy bears. And then, like, as Luke's standing there, his um, Anakin's force ghost shows up next to him and it's his father standing next to him oh. in the funeral. Yeah, it's really cool. But no, like, all the villains are just scary. They're actually scary, but they're really complex and they're a really weird mix of, like, you can understand why they're villains and why they're as bad as they are, but they're still genuinely hateable, which sounds weird, but, like, I feel like there's a lot of... No, I get because I feel like Voldemort's kind of like that, too. Yeah, there's a lot of shows now where the villains are too understandable, and it's like, oh, I sympathize with the villain. Yeah. And some, and I guess you could say that with Vader... But in the end, the villains in Star Wars are still bad enough that you're like, yeah, that's a fucking villain, and I want them to die. Like, they mm. do a good job. Like, General Grievous, I don't know if you ever saw General Grievous. Mm-hmm. He's I don't mostly know. robot. Terrifying. I was so afraid of him. Well, I was older, but I was still like, he could just, he had four arms, all had lightsabers, and oh. Obi-Wan had to fight him, and he could, he just starts rotating his arms I feel in like two maybe circles. I've seen him oh then, my yeah. god, it's so scary. It's like, how the hell is Obi-Wan gonna fight this guy? And he's just, like, so evil. Like, there's not a good thing to him. And, like, there's a backstory that explains why, but in the end, it's still, like... And then, like, my favorite villain, honestly... Well, Kylo Ren's pretty awesome, too, but Kylo Ren's a big whiny baby. Um, <laughs> he really is a big whiny baby. Uh, Darth Maul has always been my favorite villain. I don't know who you that don't, is. He's the very demonish looking character. He's got black and red makeup on his face and little horns. In a black robe. Oh, yes, he's in the yes. old movies. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's he's kind of a grunt man for Palpatine and Vader early on, but um, and I think he's kind of underappreciated because it, he doesn't speak. You don't hear him say anything. Okay, um, I didn't know. But he's just such a good villain because he doesn't speak and mm. he does, he doesn't need to speak. Like he just he just fights and he makes faces and you're like, oh my god, I hate him and I love him and like that's all you need. He's perfect. He's great. Um, and then finally, like. The art, the puppetry, like Jim Henson did a lot of the puppetry for Star Wars. So you get like the really classic Muppets, but not stupid, like labyrinth level, mm. interesting, intricate design for all of the aliens, all of the uh, like scenery and backgrounds and all of the spaceships, all of the costumes are amazing. And all of this encompasses the legacy of Star Wars, which obviously is still alive because we have a movie coming out. In December, and it's the final one, and I will be very sad when it's over. You know what, Sam? I'll say both Star Wars and Harry Potter are quite the legacy. They, both of them are still going strong. I mean, yeah. Harry Potter's got Fantastic Beasts. Oh, yeah. 
There is Star still Wars is still going. Kicking. Yeah, I cannot wait for the next movie. Like I'm. So I mean, excited. Star Wars has been here. For, oh my god, since the eighties. So. Oh yeah, it's it's and had they a long do life. have an amusement park in Disney. I know it's new. I've been, new. Yeah, you have. Well, they have like a mini one. I was like, gonna say had, I don't like, think it was done yet. No, they had like a ride that I did. Oh, okay, it's but now it's like a it's big, finished. Yeah, yeah it's a they big have a full now, cantina. Yeah. You can go yeah. in the Millennium Falcon. Like, oh, I can't wait. I'm going to go someday. I want to wait till it's less busy, but I'm going to go. Yeah. Woo! So that's that's a very short rant for me with Star Wars. Like, I could pretty much go on... I, I could tell you the plot of every movie in order, Ryan. Would you like that? <laughs> I'll just watch them. Thanks. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Not unless you act out everything. Full costume. Deal. Let you me start to, working. You have to like hurry up and run back to change to come back out to say one line, then run back. For each yeah. scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Oh my gosh. All right. On that note, guys, we thank have a you. final question. Sam. Oh my god, you're right. I I'm know. sorry. Look at you. Well, we we went. Really I know long. that, but you know we're already long. We still got to do the final question. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, All right. you go. So, Sam, if you had to teach at Hogwarts. What class would you teach, and what would house would you be the head of? I'd be the house of, like, head of Slytherin, because okay. that's my house. Mm-hmm. I'd have to be that. I think potions, but specifically, uh, I don't know if it would be separate, but, like, the, the like, um, horticulture part of potions, so, like, all the plant growth that then goes into the potions. That's herbology. Herbology? Yeah. Okay. Well, horticulture's the, I guess, the yeah. regular person, the, the muggle version. Yeah. So herbology. So herbology, All right, yeah. Professor Sprout. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'll oh. take that. I'll, right. I'll play with those screaming trees. Yeah. <laughs> I yours? would obviously be the head of Ravenclaw with these good looks. Oh my god. <laughs> I quit the podcast. Yeah. This I, is my final episode. I would want to teach charms. Why is that? Charms has a bunch of, like, just different spells, like Wingardium Leviosa and, like, oh all God. that type of stuff, so. So Latin. I just think, I just think it would be cool. You're going to teach Latin. Well, it's more than just that, but yeah. Okay, sure. You tell yourself yeah. that. It's Latin. <laughs> okay, my final question then is, I guess, I don't know if this will, no, we'll make it work for you, because I was, I had another one, but if you haven't seen the movies in a while, do you think that there will ever ever be a villain comparable to Darth Vader in cinema, like in film. Because many people agree that Vader Vader is the greatest villain in cinematography. You know, probably not. I feel like the closest is Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah, I was thinking like, that too. I even still feel like not quite. Vader's yeah. legendary. He has a legendary soundtrack. Like he has a theme yeah. song that's legendary. Yeah, I mean, if Voldemort didn't do it, I don't think... I can't think of it. Like, it has to go Darth Vader, Voldemort, and then, like, I... Yeah, there's, like, famous horror villains, but it's But horror, that's not the same. Horror yeah. is not comparable. No. I think, I think he's unbeatable. Because that's his own category, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't think so. Because everyone knows everyone who Darth, knows Vader Darth Vader is, Vader. like... They all do... Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> okay, on that note, now I'm done... Thank you guys for listening to our fantasy ramblings. We, we, we really loved it because it's our favorite yeah. thing. As always, you can always email us at okaybutlistenatgmail.com to either ask us questions, suggest other podcast ideas, whatever you want to do. We would love to hear it. And you can follow us on Facebook and also on Twitter at okaybutlisten with two N's. 
And tune in every week, 6 a.m. on Mondays. Yay! Yay! Thanks, guys. Thank you.